So let's go to, um, we've, we keep getting interrupted in this one specific uh, question that was asked um, back in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Um, I think we started this several weeks ago, then I think the uh, missions conference, we took a week off for the missions conference, and we came back to it, and then uh, last week um, I was gone, and uh, so come back to it again. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, um, so the question was um, uh, about the lawsuits between brothers here uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, but then uh, could you point me to other verses to help understanding this? And then uh, I'm assuming we're, we're judging the fallen angels or will others receive rewards, okay? So we've been kind of looking at this um, passage dealing with the lawsuits and, and taking uh, brothers and sisters uh, saved Christians to court, right? Um, and we understand the reason why Paul is saying that that's, that's not what needs to be done, right? There's, there's one main reason why Paul is emphasizing not to do this, right? Well, what is the one main reason? A testimony, right? The testimony of the church and the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Um, the testimony of, of Christ um, and the church ought to be that there is unity, uh, that, you know, if there, are, if there are issues that are in the church, then... Uh, there ought to be people spiritual enough to be able to help resolve those issues, okay? Um, and this is what he says um, in, uh, in verse number two, do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels, how much more things that pertain to this life? If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church, I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that, is a, that shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother goeth to law with brother, and that before unbelievers. And he says, Now therefore there is utterly a fault among you, because ye go to law one with another. Why do you not rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Nay, ye do wrong and defraud, and that your brethren. Right? And so he's going through explaining here how it's important for for believers to be in unity, to get along, when there are uh, issues, right, that those are things that they ought to be able to be settled among believers, okay, um, especially as we're talking about those that are, uh, that are growing in Christ, they're growing spiritually, there ought to be a desire for, um, for that, those things to be resolved without taking it uh, outside, without taking it to the, the unbelievers, right, um, to the unjust, okay? Um, and again, the purpose is we're, we're wanting to keep the testimony of Christ right. We're wanting to keep the testimony of the church because the only thing that the world really knows about Jesus Christ is the church, you and I, right? What they see of you and I is what they think of Jesus Christ, okay? And that's why it's so important that, uh, that we maintain and we endeavor, uh, as Paul says in Ephesians, we endeavor to keep that unity, right? Um, because the devil wants nothing more than to destroy that, okay? If he can destroy the unity uh, of the church and get people fighting against each other and quarreling and stuff, then that just shows the world, look, you really don't want to have a part in this, right? I mean, they, they can't even get along, you know. They say that they're a family. They say they're brothers and sisters in Christ, but yet look, look at how they're treating each other, 
right? And so he uses that to, to cause the world to think badly of Christ and the church. And so he says, look, there, there ought to be those that are spiritual and wise enough to be able to resolve these issues, okay? Now, we saw the main reason not to do it is because of the testimony of Christ, right? But what is the main reason why Christians do it? Why do we take people to court and not want it to be uh, settled in the church and things like that? Why do we take it outside? What's the main reason? What's that? We don't like to be told what to do, especially if we're wrong, right? Um, and that, that really goes back to pride, right? I, I don't want anybody else telling me whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, right? Especially those who I am considering my family, right? Now, what's, what's really amazing about it is we don't mind somebody else outside telling us whether we're right or wrong, right? But we don't want anybody inside telling us whether we're right or wrong, okay? Because again, that goes back to pride. We want, uh, we want it to turn out our way. And if we bring it before believers, right, um, we're afraid that, hey, maybe, maybe they'll say, it's, hey, why don't you just take the wrong here, right? Um, and we don't want to do that. We never want to take the wrong, okay? Um, we always want to be right. We always want to be proven that we were the ones that were right, okay? Um, and so we don't want to take it among believers. We want to take it outside. But the danger of that is then that causes the testimony of the church, the testimony of Jesus Christ, to be tarnished, right? But we're more concerned about me being right than we are the testimony of Christ, Okay? And, and that's why he says, ye do wrong. You are defrauding. Instead of being willing to take the wrong, instead of willing to be defrauded and just say, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll take it on this one. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to keep the testimony of Christ, right? I want to keep the testimony of the church. And I'm willing to, to take the wrong on this. No, 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 no. Not me, man. I'm not going to take the wrong. No, they're the one that's in the wrong. Okay? Now, again, we're not talking about uh, please understand, we're not talking about there, there are certain things that are legal issues, like if there is abuse or something like that, that is something that immediately needs to be taken to the law, right? Taken to, to the, uh, what do you call it, officials or what's that? Well, they're, yeah, they're, they're, criminal, uh, they're criminal issues, okay? Um, and, and that does need to be taken, you know, outside of the church because that's, that's a criminal thing, Right? Um, and and I, I think what's happened is sometimes, um, unfortunately, there are churches that have tried to hide criminal activities, right? Um, thinking, and again, I'm just speculating here on some things, thinking that if, um, if these criminal activities were known, then that would actually cause harm to the testimony of the church. But the problem is, by trying to hide them, that even does worse testimony to the, to the church and to Christ, right? Um, and, and that's why criminal things need to be, you know, right away, they need to be, you know, notified by, to the law and, and things like that. Um, but we're, we're talking about things that are not criminal, right? Um, and so this is why he's saying, you know, we have to be careful about doing this, right? So before we kind of move on here, because I think we've taken a couple weeks to kind of cover that issue as far as, you know, believers taking believers to court and things like that. Um, so before we kind of, does anybody have a question about that or anything before we kind of move on to the second part of the question? 
Anybody have any question about that, about believers taking believers to court or anything like that? We understand we're, not, we're trying to resolve things among the, the church. Again, we're not talking criminal activities and things, okay? Um, but there, there ought to be, we ought to understand that there are people spiritual enough in the church to be able to resolve these things, okay? Um, right? So, Corey? Mm-hmm. Sure. What? Your kids argue? Are you sure? Right. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and see, that's, that's one of the reasons why, you know, one of the reasons why Paul says we have to endeavor to do this, right, is because, I mean, just, just look around this morning in our, in our adult Sunday school class. Just look around for a second, right? Look around, right? Do you notice that everybody in here is not you? Everybody else in here is not you. So you know what that's going to cause? Conflict. It's going to cause conflict, right? It's going to cause issues. Why? Because people think differently than we do. They, you know, they have different personalities and things like this. And so that's why Paul says we have to endeavor to do this. This is something we have to, to really work at doing, right? Because... Look, there are different personalities, and that's, that's the one thing that makes the church great. There are different personalities and different gifts, right? God has done that on purpose, okay? Um, and so that's why, look, the devil knows, hey, if I can get in, and if I can get this person who maybe is a little bit more strong-willed, or if I can get this person maybe who doesn't think much of themselves, or, or this person over here that, that has to be in the limelight, or this person over here that, you know, if I can get in here and start a conflict with them and other people in the church, he doesn't have to bring persecution from the outside. He, he just starts fights on the inside, Okay. Um, and that's why it's important that not only they are resolved in the right way, but I think like what Brother Corey said, they need to be resolved in such a right way that the, the relationship is still there, right? There's still unity there, okay? Um, you know, hey, yes, kids and your family, they might fight and they might squabble and, you know, they might not talk to each other for a day or whatever, but guess what happens? They understand, this is my brother, this is my sister, I'm going to have to get over it. You know, we're living together, right? We live in the same house, we're sitting at the same table, you know, this, this isn't going to be able to go on, right? And in the same way, as a church, we have to understand, hey, um, you know, yes, there may have been a, a, a difficulty or whatever, but I've got to get over that, right? Because we're part of the same body, we're part of the same church, um, and I don't ever want to use those things to hinder the, the progress of the church and the, 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 the testimony of the church in Christ, right? Um, and so even after it's been resolved, right? So 
So two people, they, they go to some people in the church and they say, here, here's an issue. Uh, and they help them resolve it. Okay, now what's going to be the attitude of those two people after it's resolved? Is there still going to be division there? If there's still division and there's still anger, then it's not really resolved, right? Um, and that's where, again, this is, this is where he says you have to endeavor to keep the unity, right? You have to work to do this because the devil wants nothing more than to destroy the church, right? Destroy the testimony of the church because if he can destroy the testimony of the church, he destroys the testimony of Christ because that's what the world sees of Christ, <clears throat> right? Um, and again, there, there are going to be things that, that, you know, if it's brought to the church and the church says, hey, this, maybe this is something that does need to be taken to a court of law, whatever, so be it, right? Um, <clears throat> but we just, we never want to bring issues to the church because we think, well, who do, who do I think that they are, that somehow they're holier than me, somehow they're more spiritual than I am, that they should be uh, resolving this issue? See where it goes back to? Pride? right? It goes back to me, right? Um, and we don't have a problem taking it to outside because we know they're not spiritual, right? They're, they're not, most of them are not saved, okay? Um, and so that's why we've got to do this, and that's why he says, ye do wrong, right? Paul is very, he's very point blank. You're wrong in this, okay? Um, all right? Um, any, any other quick questions real quick about it? Okay, so let's move to the second point here, right? So the second point was taken from uh, basically verse number two and three. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life, right? So the question was these angels that we're judging. Now, again, please understand we're not talking about here now. We're talking about to come. Right? He says, ye shall judge angels. Right? He's talking about this future kingdom. Right? This future kingdom. He says, ye shall judge angels. Okay? What angels are these that are being judged? And again, remember, he's talking to the church. Right? He's talking to the church. Right? So he's not just saying it's the apostles that are doing this. Right? He says, know ye not that we shall judge angels. How much more things that pertain to this life. So he's using this correlation. If, if there's going to come a time when we're going to be judging angels, and in verse number two, he says, do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? So we're, we're judging, right? We're judging, okay? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? So he's kind of making this correlation. There's going to come a time when the saints are judging the world, okay? When, is, when, when are the saints judging the world? When are the saints judging the world, Rob? In the millennium, right? In the millennial reign of Christ, what happens? We come back with the Lord Jesus Christ, and we come to, Revelation tells us, to rule and reign with Christ on the earth, okay? So we're coming to rule and reign with Christ, okay? Um, so when we, when we think about this, as we come back with the Lord Jesus Christ, of course, he's going to defeat, um, he's going to defeat the Antichrist, Okay? Um, Satan is going to be bound for a thousand years, okay? So for this thousand years, then the world is being repopulated by those that came through the tribulation that didn't die. Now, not by us, because we already have a glorified body, 
okay? It's those that came through the tribulation, okay? So remember, in our, in our time period, we have where we're at right now, which is what we call the church age, right? That's where we're at right now. This is called the church age. And then we know the next thing to happen is going to be what? What's the next thing that's going to happen? What? The rapture, right? Jesus Christ is going to come not to the earth, but in the air, and he's going to take the believers, the church, those who have accepted Christ as their Savior, right? He's going to take them back to heaven, okay? So while we're in heaven for seven years with the Lord Jesus Christ, there is that seven-year tribulation that is taking place on the earth, right? This is what the book of Revelation is about, that seven years of tribulation, Okay, where God is bringing judgment upon the earth. He's dealing with Israel again, right? That seven years is also referred to as the 70th week of Daniel, right? Going back from Daniel chapter nine, okay? So during this seven years, you have the Antichrist, right? You have the false prophet um, and, and all this that's being done. And, and basically in seven years, you have, if I'm not mistaken, it's almost three quarters of the world's population dies, in seven years, okay? So um, if you have, I think right now you have eight billion people on the earth, let's just say for numbers sake, let's just say that one billion are saved. So one billion people are gone at, at the rapture, one billion people are gone. Uh, then you have seven billion that are left to go through the tribulation, right? Uh, and during that time, many are still believing because God is still using uh, the, uh, the two witnesses in, in Jerusalem and the 144,000 Jews, not the 144,000 Jehovah Witnesses, okay? It's not 144,000 Jehovah Witnesses. These are 144,000 Jews, okay, um, that God is using to continue preaching, okay? So there are still people believing during the tribulation, okay? But the Antichrist is, is on the earth, um, the false prophet. And so for seven years, God is judging the earth. So at the end of the seven years, um, like three quarters of the world's population is now gone. So let's just say by the end of the tribulation, what is that? You've got like maybe a billion people left, right? Uh, maybe two billion people, right? Um, so when you're entering into the millennium, right? So Jesus Christ, after those seven years, we come back to the earth with the Lord Jesus Christ. We have glorified bodies, okay, um, that they're not affected by sin anymore. They're not affected by death or sickness, right? No more flus and pneumonia and COVID and all that kind of stuff, right? Praise the Lord, right? But we come back with the Lord Jesus Christ to rule with him for that thousand years, okay? Now, those that believed during the tribulation that did not die are the only ones that enter into this 1,000-year reign on the earth, okay, right? Those are the ones that are going to basically be repopulating the earth during that 1,000 years, okay? So you think about this. If you have 1,000 years where the earth is basically back to what we would say like the pre-flood days, like the Garden of Eden type, right, um, where a child right, during this time, a child is considered a hundred-year-old man. That's a child. That's what, it, yeah. You'd be like, I'd like to be considered a child at a hundred years of age, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have a thousand years going on here, right? Um, so the world is, is being repopulated, right? 
Um, and <clears throat> we, as believers, we come back with the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are ruling and reigning with him on the earth. Okay? So think about what he's saying here. This is the time period that he's talking about. We're going to judge the world, verse number two, and then verse number three, know ye not that we shall judge angels. How much more things that pertain to this life, okay? Um, so think about this. What are the, who are these angels then? Who are these angels that he's saying we're judging, right? So obviously we're ruling and reigning with Christ. Again, we're not really, we are not really fully sure how that all works out, right? Um, you know, obviously you've got the world's being repopulated again. You're going to have cities. You're going to have, you know, metropolises. You're going to have things like that. And so that's where the believers come in. We are governing and ruling over those different cities and towns and villages and all that kind of stuff, okay? Um, all right, so who are these, who are these angels that, that he speaks about here? Corey? Well, that's that's interesting. So, how is that? How is I don't know what's I don't know what the right word for that is. Hierarchy is that a hierarchy? I don't know if it's a hierarchy. But how does that how does that work? Is our are angels better than men? Right. Yeah. So are angels greater than men or are men greater than angels? What do you think? Rob? Okay, that's true. As, as people here on the earth, we have to choose whether we're going to believe God or not. The angels, they're already with God. Okay, um, all right. Somebody else? What do you think? Are we above the angels, lower than the angels? I mean, like, I've never even really thought about this before. <laughs> okay. Right? That is a good question, right? Anybody? Tom? What's that? The word may just be different. We're just different. Well, that's true. We're definitely different, right? What was God's crowning creation? Man. The angels were not God's crowning creation. The fish and the birds and the animals were not God's crowning creation. 
God's crowning creation was man, right? So when we're looking at it, on, if we wanted to say a hierarchy, whatever, um, God says that he cares more about man than anything else, right? Now, when we're looking at it in a physical idea, right, are angels greater than man? Yes, physically, right? Because they have power. I mean, they are, they're obviously right now, they're able to be in the presence of God, and then they can be here. God can send them wherever they want, uh, wherever he wants them to. So physically, we would say that they have a, um, if we want to say a higher level than man, right? Just because of who they are, right? Um, but if we want to say spiritually, the way that God has, that God is looking at things, God says man and his, man is his crowning achievement, Right? Man is the one that he made in his image, not angels, not anything else, but that was man that he made in his image. And that's why I believe when we look here, he says that we're going to be judging the angels. We're going to be ruling over the angels. Again, we're talking not physically. We're not saying that we're going to be somehow stronger in might than the angels, but spiritually, right? Uh, Again, think about it. Jesus did not die for angels. He didn't die for fallen angels. He died for fallen man. Right, um, and so to God, man is is more precious to Him than the angels are, because man is created in His image. Okay, Dennis. So Brother Dennis is saying, based upon 2 Peter and Jude, that he's talking about the fallen angels that sin that we're going to judge. Okay? There's only one thing wrong that I see with that. <laughs> That's a good, I mean, it's a good point. You, you brought out verses, right? But notice what he says at the, in Jude, right? He says... And the angels were kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, hath reserved an everlasting change under darkness, under the judgment of the great day. Of the great day, right? What is the judgment of the great day? There is one judgment that is going to be specific. God is going to bring judgment. What is that? It's the great white throne judgment, right? And the great white throne judgment, that's when God says... He will take all those that are in uh, death and hell, are brought out, and then they are cast into the lake of fire. This is that second death, right? Um, And so when we think about the judgment of fallen angels, okay, so again, think about this. Who did they sin against? 
Who did the angels sin against? God. Then who has the right to judge them? God, right? Um, and so God is the one that judges these, okay? Because they did not do what God told them to do, right? They left their habitation. They, they did not do what God instructed them to do. And so I believe that God is going to be the one that judges the fallen angels because they rebelled against God, right? God is the one that is going to take Lucifer and cast him into the lake of fire. God is the one that's going to take those that followed him and cast them into the lake of fire, right? Because only God has the power to be able to do that, right? We don't have that power. Now, when we think about what he's saying here, um, know you not that you shall judge angels. Again, we're talking about this world that is going to come. We're talking about the millennial reign of Christ, okay? And when we look at this, the millennial reign, there is, we are judging the world, and along with that, because again, we do have a spiritual body. We have a, that, um, the glorified body at this point, right? So we're not, we're not going to be the same as those that are coming through the tribulation, right? Um, like we've, talked, we've talked about this a little bit. What is, what is going to be the knowledge of someone who is in heaven? What are they going to know, right? We really can't grasp that, right? But they're going to have a, if we could say, I don't want to say a perfect knowledge, but they're going to have a better knowledge of someone who is still in their physical body, right? Um, and so those of us who have glorified bodies, who were raptured with the Lord Jesus Christ, who now at the end of that seven years come back to rule and reign with Christ on the earth, we have a greater knowledge. Obviously, I mean, we've been with the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, we've received the crowns and things like this. Um, and now we're ruling and reigning with him. And so now I believe when you look at this, these angels here are not the fallen angels, because God is the one that's going to judge them, right? But it is those angels that are still obedient to the Lord, right? Now, the Bible tells us in Revelations that Lucifer deceived about a third of the angels. Now, again, we, there's no way to number how many angels there, there were, okay? But Lucifer deceived about a third of them, right? A third of the angels followed Lucifer. So there's still two-thirds of the angels that did not, okay? Um, now, again, how many there are, we have no idea. We do know that there are basically ranks, if we could call them that. Um, obviously, we know there are, uh, there are archangels, right? And then there are those that are, I don't, I don't want to say lower, but lower ranks, okay? Um, and so, again, what does that fully mean when he says we shall judge angels? I don't know that I can fully explain that, Right? Um, but I, I do believe um, that this is speaking of those angels that did not fall, right? Because we are the, the children of Jesus Christ, we're the children of God, right? Then we are going to have that ability, that knowledge, even to be able to judge. Now, again, many times we think of the word judge as just being, you know, put the hammer down, you know, right? It's everything's wrong. It doesn't mean everything is wrong, right? It's keeping things in order as well, keeping things right, um, you know, giving 
you know, commands, orders, instructions, things like this. So it's not just, you know, okay, there's something bad, we're judging it. No, no, it's not just that. Um, there's, there's many aspects to judging, right? Um, and so I think when he speaks about judging the angels, it's not the fallen angels because, again, um, during the 1,000-year reign of Christ, we believe they are, they're, they're no longer there, right? Um, they, are, they are set for a time when God is going to cast them into the lake of fire. Satan is bound for that 1,000 years, okay? Um, and so these angels, I believe, are the two-thirds that did not follow Lucifer, Okay. Uh, now, which ones are they? You know, are we going to be, you know, hey, Michael, you know, the archangel, you know, is he going to be one? I, I don't know. I, I would say probably not <laughs> since he's, I'd say he's pretty high up there, you know. Um, but again, there's just, there's no way to know, right, um, exactly how that is all going to work out, right? For me to try to say this is how it's going to work out, I, I can't do that right? Um, scripture just doesn't make it clear enough, and I don't think God needs to make it clear enough. He doesn't, we don't have to know everything, okay? Um, I mean, really, even that's something that, you know, we, we're not really going to understand, but honestly, we should just be thankful that we're with the Lord Jesus Christ, right? That, that's, that's enough, but beyond that, God says, I'm going to enable you to do other things as well, right? Uh, we're going to be ruling and reigning with him on the earth, we're going to be judging, doing these different things. Um, these are the privileges that God gives to us. And again, he's saying, if you're going to be able to do that, right? If I can trust you that you're going to be able to do that, can you not figure out some issues here, now, you know? Um, and so he's using that comparison. Think about what you're going to do and now realize, hey, there should obviously be some spiritual people wise enough to be able to help figure out some issues here because, I mean, that's what you're going to be doing. Um, and if we can't do that now, it's kind of, that's a pretty sad state to be in, right? Uh, we're just not being obedient to what God wants for us, right? Okay. Um, any questions? There, we could go into a little bit deeper things on this, but um, right now we just don't have time. But anybody have any questions real quick? Okay, you guys got it all figured out then. Great, very good. <laughs> okay, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this day. And Lord, we ask that you just bless and the service to follow. Uh, Lord, just thank you for your love and your word. And uh, Lord, just give us confidence in it. And uh, just thank you for all you've done for us. Bless our day today in Jesus' name, amen.